Ogallala County, Oregon. Home to a beautiful mountain range, clean rivers, and one million acres of national forest. For over a century, this forest supported the county's biggest industry, timber. Here's Doug McDaniel, a rancher in the county, talking about what it was like. Well, I had a sawmill that employed over 300 men, just a sawmill. And that had been there for many, many, many years. You know, this country's been logged several times. You know, there's railroad grades through a high percentage of the real productive timber ground in this county. So it was, it was surviving, people surviving pretty pretty darn well. And as far as jobs. Doug has lived in Wallowa for over 80 years. He's seen its good points, its bad points, its in-between points. One of its worst, he says, was when the mills were forced to close in 1994. The person he blames for the closure, longtime environmentalist Andy Kerr, who opposed logging on Wallowa's public lands in the name of the spotted owl, an endangered species. Doug has some pretty harsh words for Kerr. This son of a gun is well worth looking into because, man, he moved a mountain. He moved a mountain with nothing more than a, a very suspect mouth. But he, he crippled the timber industry. I don't think if it hadn't been for Andy Kerr, there'd probably been somebody that'd come in for him, but he, he basically traveled through the country and give town meetings that people ate up that were nothing but unadulterated bullshit. Doug's not alone. A lot of people in Wallowa were pretty upset with Kerr when the mills were closed. Suddenly, the county was plunged into an economic crisis. The unemployment rate skyrocketed to 40% overnight. Tensions were so high, locals even gathered at a storefront hang a dummy, painted to resemble Kerr. However, the blame placed on him may not be completely deserved. Kerr's friend Tom Campion, founder of the clothing store Zoomies, claims that the timber industry was always destined for closure. The timber industry was not devastated because of spotted owls. The timber industry was devastated as technology developed and they're cutting now in Washington, Oregon, the same amount or more board feet, but they use less people. Same way it is in our country and the world. It's technology and globalization that's affected that. But the spot and owl got the blame because it bubbled up and it worked well firing up our side and it worked well for them to have a villain. To, to, that what was According to on. Tom, Andy Kerr was just the face of a movement greater than himself. But either way, Wallowa County still had to deal with the effects of losing their dominant industry. In the late 90s, a nonprofit organization by the name of Wallowa Resources opened their doors. Their goal? To put people back to work, um, but to put people back to work in a way that um, was about natural resource stewardship, restoration, conservation, um, without 
uh, losing sight of the importance of, um, of using our natural resources to produce um, products that society needs, but thinking about ways to do that in a more sustainable fashion. That's Nils Christofferson, the director of Wallawa Resources. While Andy Kerr opposed all logging on public lands, Nils wanted to transform timber into a more sustainable industry. Wallawa Resources started running a sawmill that used small diameter trees from forest thinning to create blocks of firewood. We traveled to the sawmill with Nils to see how it operates. So there was a huge need to figure out how to create value from this small diameter wood in order to both provide kind of the economic foundation to do restoration, because there wasn't enough money to pay for all this work to happen, but also to avoid uh, just all of this material being piled up in ginormous slash piles and burnt. Uh, so the hope was we could get it out of the woods so it wasn't just burnt, and that we could turn it into both value-added products and jobs within our community. Uh, Nils did something Kerr didn't. He involved the community. He considered their economy, and he considered their livelihoods. Well, our resources operated in a gray area. They weren't quite an environmental organization. Rather, they were a stewardship organization. Nils explains why they stayed away from the environmental label. As, as well, our resources was being contemplated, um, they actually went through a whole process of being comfortable even with starting to use the word sustainable. And it wasn't because they were opposed to the word, but because the word was so closely associated with the environmental community that was, uh, was attributed with the change that happened on, the, on federal forest land that resulted in all the job losses. Well, our resources melded a sustainable mindset with natural resource management. Stewardship meant taking care of both people and land. If you remember, Doug was not such a fan of Andy Kerr, but he does like Wallawa resources. He's even worked with them to complete a huge riparian restoration project on his property. I don't think this project would have ever uh, would have taken off if it hadn't have been for uh, those two guys, Nils Christopherson with Wallawa Resources and, and Vance McGowan with ODF and W. Doug is grateful for Wallawa Resources. Here is a restoration organization that works with, not against, people. In the end, the problem with Andy Kerr was not who he was, but what he represented, the destruction of a rural economy. Looking forward, we're going to need more organizations, groups, and people like Wallawa Resources that work to transform the rural lifestyle without stripping it away completely. We're going to have to work together and reach across the aisle. Just remember, care about the environment, but care about your community too. I'm Abby Hill, and you've been listening to National Public Lands Radio. Baby, I see this world has made you sad. Some people.